1: For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience.
2: Well, welcome one and welcome all to what could be, no, I'll rephrase that, unashamedly, it will be the most biased hour of radio to hit the airwaves this week. A whole hour, 60 minutes to talk about the mighty tiges right here on SEN. So stay with us through this 10-week journey, I hope, of yellow and black. Enjoy as we cover off all the happenings from this season on a weekly basis, as well as reliving some of the Tigers' past glories. Well, the Tiger faithful, we saw them on the weekend at the Gabba. They are spread right over this country, and this is your show. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, analysis, and of course, your favorite Richmond stories. So sit back and grab a cuppa, just like Tommy and KB, and get set for yellow and black fever. It's Tiger Time. And on that note,
3: good evening and welcome to Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's all for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack is all yours for the hour, Tigers fans. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 to give him a call, or... On the text, 0433 98 Jack Revolt welcome to your own show, Tiger Time.
2: Hello, Jack. How are you? I, I, well, first things first, let's sort this out. Are you, we, we're obviously both called Jack. <laughs> Do you want to be JH or should I be JR? I think I might go with JR. <laughs> what, that way we can decipher who we're talking to.
3: To your show. You can call me whatever you want, to be honest.
2: Uh, thank you very much, mate. Well, it certainly is exciting. Uh, we are up here on the Gold Coast Hub and I've perched myself up nicely. Uh, not too far away from the pool, uh, dinner is about to be served here to the players and staff that are staying at the hotel, mate. And uh, yes, we are we're up in Hub Life in the uh, in the Sunshine State.
3: So you are doing it tough. It sounds like one three hundred seven three six seven three six to give Jack a call, or on the text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the speckled text. Still to come this hour, you've got a very special guest to join you at the hub. One of your teammates,
2: that's right. Kane Lambert will be joining us. Uh, live here from the hub. I've set up a little microphone for him to jump on board. We're also going to listen uh, to Dimmer, some of his comments after the game yesterday and uh, one of my favourite segments is we're going to catch up with uh, a two-timing Tiger. Someone who's mm. played with the Mighty Tigers um, and I won't say he's gone on to greener pastures. They've moved on to the uh, the opponent for this week, North Melbourne and we'll be we're tracking someone who's who's done that all through these 10 weeks here so um, we're going to be joined by Robin Nahas who is a bit of a cult figure down at Tigerland
3: so it's the Nahas Cup this week
2: the well it, it is the Nahas Cup he's uh to be honest he was the easiest one to get on board so <laughs> uh, we are playing for the Nahas Cup uh, at Metricon Stadium of all places something I didn't think I would ever say but it's certainly been uh well it's been a good start to to hub life here for the Tigers um I say good start, but uh, look, the game wasn't as pretty as we would like. It's certainly not one that we'll be looking back on fondly in years to come. We've been watching a lot of old footy uh, due to isolation, and uh, this is one of the games that uh, that won't be getting played. But we'll be uh, we'll be going through the the match recap soon. So that's uh, yeah, obviously for the Tigers, uh, good to get a win on the board and and get ahead of the ledger, currently sitting at 3-2-1 and one and um, up in the eight, which is, uh, which is good.
3: Before we go to yesterday's game, tell us about hub life. Tell us what it's like. Tell us what you're up to. You, you're by the pool deck at the moment, so obviously things are, uh, are tracking okay. But how have you found it as a group so far?
2: Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been good. It's been really good to get away. Um, I think the group's um, really enjoying spending time together together. Um, it's it's amazing when you get 45 blokes together and what games can be invented over a 14-day isolation period. So we are currently at day seven of uh, of quarantining, and we can see the outside world. There's a road just outside our hotel, um, and it it is like the wall that Donald Trump wants to build. We uh, we cannot go over it unless we're going out <laughs> to official duties. So we we've been training all over the shop we've trained at uh, and Gadar. we've trained at uh, broadbeach um then obviously did the hour drive up the road to play at the gabba uh which was in fantastic fantastic condition i should say sorry and um uh, yeah it's a uh, it's we're sort of uh, hanging on by the seat of our pants really we we don't sort of know until the next day what what we're doing and um yeah that's hub life really
3: Let's go back to yesterday then. It was the Tigers. 4 10 34 knocking off the Swans in a slog at the Gabba in front of a crowd, which was interesting as well. We'll talk about that very shortly. But here's some of the highlights from yesterday's game.
4: Backing up now, Mills concedes.
0: Oh, he's pinned him. Oh, he's pinned Rewalt gonna kick the first
4: goal. Nice sail of candy, that was good. Pops it out in front of Lambert to run on to, unselfish, wants Dusty, for pocket, beat two. Looks ominous, Dusty already had the three disposals. There he goes. And he's gonna play on, oh he hung that right goal post, but just got the late bend at the last minute. Went uncontested and won the tap. Nice clearance work from Pickett. Drew a man, handballs to Bolton, runs into an open goal. Richmond on fire early. Clinical stuff out of the middle of the Gabba. Arcs around. Lynch gets front spot and takes the mark on Rampy. Strong stuff from Lynch. Lynch gets the Tigers' first goal since a 10-minute mark of the first term. Clock winds down. Richmond will get their third win of the year. It wasn't pretty. But it doesn't matter. The Tigers, 4-10-34. They hold on. Sydney
5: 3 twenty
4: six. That's how we heard it yesterday on AFL Nation.
3: Jack, you jagged one. Dusty jagged one. Shy Bolton. Tom Lynch as well. Tom Lynch, extraordinary to play, given he had a hand operation on the Monday.
2: Yeah, it was phenomenal. Uh, he, um, yeah, he was uh, in doubt, I think, early on. And, uh, well... I, the fact that he got up was amazing, but the most amazing fact for the whole week Jack was the fact that he got a private jet up here. So <laughs> this is the first thing I'm going to throw out to the to the Tiger fans there. I I want to know what lengths you've gone to to get to a Richmond game. Or right, text in on um, 0433981116 or you can you, you can ring in. I want to hear your stories of of how you've gotten to a Richmond game whether it was a grand final or Possibly you've gone away as maybe a bit of a birthday present or anything like that because Tom Lynch has caught a private jet after having surgery about six hours beforehand. And don't worry, the the Chief, Brendan Gale, he didn't miss the opportunity to jump up here and fly in style. So I want to know what you've done. What is the craziest thing you've done to get to a Richmond game? And I've got absolutely no doubt there are some crazy Richmond supporters out there and they would have gone to extravagant links to get there but it was uh it was a it was a pretty dare affair let's let's be honest um
3: you would have read some of, and seen some of the discussions from dimmer who we'll hear from in a moment and john longmire as well what did you make of it from the player's point of view
2: <sighs> from a player's point of view look the game was pretty um yeah it was it was a bit of a slog uh i think early on we we sort of dominated early on were mm. able to get the ball um into our Ford 50 and 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 play that Richmond brand of footy that that's been known over the last three years, but uh, after that, with a with I suppose a, a, a few tactics um, from both sides, there seemed to be a lot of numbers in in D 50. I don't think the conditions helped it um, helped it too much. Really, the rain started started coming down here. I've I've been promised that this is not the wet season up here in uh, in Queensland, but it has been raining for the last three days and. I think it's supposed to rain again tomorrow, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty dour affair, and it's one of those ones that I think the players walk away from, and, and I know the fans certainly would walk away from, or watching the game on TV, happy that the four points are in the yeah. bank, and you look back, and, and whether it's a 10-point a win or whether it's a 100-point win, uh, it's still four points in the bank. So the boys have, have been enjoying themselves today with a day off, um, and then looking forward to they getting back into the the week and um, and uh, enjoying getting ready for for North Melbourne here at Metricon.
3: Uh, off the text 0433981116 Trav says I got to the Anzac Eve game straight from the airport. 30 hours of travelling home from Europe last year. That's sort of what you're after, isn't it?
2: That's that's fantastic. That's the sort of thing I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward like those sort of really Also the other one is what have you missed to go to a game of footy? Like have you if you sacked <laughs> a best mate's wedding or something like that and the funny thing with Lynchy when when he came up here it was actually um, there is an app I found out uh, while I was uh, scrolling through Twitter uh, called Flight Tracker, right, and there was a whole thread of those genuine Richmond fans that were following the private plane that flew <laughs> out from Essendon <laughs> Airport and seeing if it got across the border oh. to uh to Queensland by that midnight curfew because if he hadn't made it across he was uh he was going to have to quarantine 5 days by himself uh, ah. and then come in and then the quarantine would have started for for the rest of us as well so it sort of would have put us back to a 19 day isolation period so there was uh yeah it was a mad rush to to get him up here and I mean even to to get up to play um, is one of the most, uh, I suppose, it's one of the toughest things I've, I've seen in, in AFL footy to, to fracture a hand in, the, in yeah. two minutes into the game against uh, Melbourne, and then have the surgery and play and, and still play his role on the weekend was uh, was a credit to Tom as a, as a player and as a person.
3: James is in Mitcham, wants to have a chat to you, Jack, about the lengths that he's gone to. G'day, James.
2: Hey, how are you guys? Good, thanks, James.
5: Yeah, so um. Back during the, the 2017 final series, I was actually went away for a holiday because I wasn't too sure what would happen. So I went to the, um, the the first game, obviously, and then I heard that we got in against GWS. And I'm like, well, don't know what to do here because I'm meant to be on a holiday. So I was in the middle of Newcastle and I just kind of made the call. I'm like, you know what? I'll just cut the holiday short. So I cut the holiday in uh, half and then I took a plane.
2: I flew back and I went, uh, yeah, I just went straight to the stadium from the airport. Whereabouts, which Newcastle are we talking about here, James? Are we talking New South about Wales. New South Wales? I was going to say it's a decent effort to get from Newcastle in England. <laughs> but, mate, you've got to do what you've got to do. You've got to go to those lengths. There was obviously a 37-year drought that was broken on, uh, on that day, uh, well, on that year, sorry, um, for the Tigers, mate. So um, uh, you don't regret it one bit, do you?
5: Oh, not at all. I haven't walked in there and I was trying to get through security
2: because I'm a big luggage bag as well. And they were like, what are you doing, mate? I'm like, look, I've got to get in. I've got to watch it. Very good, mate. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, what a good day that was. I'm looking forward to chatting to Kane Lambert um, soon about that 2017 performance, one where he uh, he played a big role in the Tigers, breaking that 37-year, uh, 37-year hoodoo as well. So we've got that to look forward to.
3: He's playing good footy at the moment. Tom's in Eildon. Tom, good evening.
2: G'day,
5: fellas. Uh, My brother is an absolute mad Tigers fan. I've sent him a text, Jack, so I'll make sure he's listening to you next week or tonight. (laughs) Um, He, uh, last year when he's played the grand final, him, his uh, girlfriend, uh, her and um, a couple of friends, they all went into the city. They were planning to go down to Swan Street and sit in the pub and uh, watch the game, and they got halfway into the city, and our uncle sent, a, sent him a text message, he had an extra ticket, and Jack said, nah, stuff you guys, I'm going to the footy. And he uh, went off and somehow got himself corporate tickets half an hour, well, a couple of hours before the game started.
2: So he's, he's done a runner on the on the family. Did He, yeah, he then... he's, did a runner on his missus and, yeah, uh, went and watched you blokes live. Oh, well, that's 100% the right decision to do. Um, is he still with his missus, or are <laughs> they? Is, the, is that the final straw?
5: No, no, no. That, that certainly wasn't the straw that breaks the camel's back. Maybe a, maybe a good dream time game might break it one day, perhaps, because she's a mad Essendon supporter. So, yeah.
2: Well, well we are hearing... Uh, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this, but I'm oh, going to... go on. Just do it. It's your show. How good, how good... Would dream time at the GB Essendon v Richmond in Darwin. Can ah, you imagine that, Jackie Boy? That'd it would, be superb. It would be uh, one of the one of the great cultural experiences for for the AFL. To clearly, we can't play at the MCG at the moment, and I think both clubs would be right up for it to play up there uh, in front of. Well, what would be a full stadium mm. uh, due to NT's uh, current laws around COVID? That would be an amazing experience. And there's actually been some um, some news come through about the fixturing. Yep. Um, round eight has been revealed and we will be playing the Giants uh, Friday, the 24th of July. Uh, at 7.50pm so grand final rematch yeah grand final rematch at at Giant Stadium and it's interesting because there's been a lot of talk around whether they're going to condense the fixture um, and try and get games in whilst we are in the uh, in the hub part of the season Um, but that's a that's a Friday night game there and and one uh, that's going to be yeah, a a pretty important game for both sides, I would have thought.
3: Yeah, that'll be a massive game. Let's go back to yesterday briefly. More of your calls very shortly. There's a stack of good texts here, Jack, that will get sorted out very, very soon. But let's go to Coach's Corner for Host Plus. We go with you. Let's hear from Damien Hardwick after yesterday's win.
6: Oh, it was a horrendous game of football. There's no doubt about that. It It was hard to watch. It was hard to play. It was just incredibly frustrating and yeah, unfortunately, it's sometimes how games pan out. You know, you have a lot of players in 1D50, they can't get out and we can't score. So, you know, I think we had 50-odd inside 50s for, what is it, four or five goals, which is farcical in nature, really. Horrible game of football. Well, there's not much I can do. I'm sitting there, we're attacking, and we've got 75,000 people in our forward fifty, so it's pretty hard. Um, you know, once again, the... We're going to figure out how to, how to negate it. It's probably happened a couple of times this year and you know, it's become a tactic in the AFL. Fold-back mentality is, is really you know, keeping sides in games at the moment and it's, it's creating probably the game that we got tonight. We've thrown a few guys in there that, that probably need to grow into the role. It's going to take some time, there's no doubt about that. you know A lot of those guys, first time playing together. Um, so we expect them to get better, there's no doubt, but um, we'll continue to grow in that area. Great to have the crowd here though. I'll tell you what, yeah. loved it. Here. loved it. It was amazing when we first ran out. I haven't heard it for a while. It sounded like 50,000. It, uh, it was just great to have uh, Richmond people here. We really loved it. So thanks for coming.
3: Damien Hardwick. there in the coach's corner for Host Plus Proud, superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. How did you find it with the crowd yesterday, No Jack? sugarcoating
2: it there, Jack, no. was it? <laughs> no, they didn't <laughs> mess around. Absolutely no sugarcoating it there. Uh, no, look, it was, a, it was a, as, I, as I mentioned, it was, a, it was a pretty tricky game there. Um and it's sort of one of the ones that it's, it's really hard to uh, review. Um, so yeah. we'll go through the review process tomorrow. The coach is actually walking past me right now. But uh, no, we'll, we'll go through. Are you happy at the moment? I'm about to have dinner, so not quite. See, he's about to have dinner, <laughs> so not quite. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, look, it's one that we'll review. I don't know whether we'll take a, a lot out of it. Um, but I, clearly at the moment, the game is lower scoring. Uh, than, than um, a lot of football purists would like it to be. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I, look, for us, we, it's, it's a tactic that we're going to have to learn to, to deal with. Um, sides mm. are, are um, getting numbers back, and, and to Sydney's credit, that's, um, that's the way they wanted to play, and, and they were probably undersized as a, as a, as a unit yesterday. Um, uh, Fox was playing on, uh, on Tom Lynch. Uh, Callum Mills is playing on Dustin Martin, giving away obviously height and uh, and weight there, and uh, and they made they needed to come up with with a bit of a different tactic there. So um, look, I think uh, I think if Dimmer had his time again, we'd probably probably <laughs> wouldn't go down the same path. But um, he also set a world record for the, the shortest press conference of all of all time. Yeah, and done the and dusted
3: in about a minute in minute and a half, wasn't it? From memory.
2: Yeah, and plenty of. Bangs on the table as well. Could you hear that yep. through the audio? He's just getting there and he's slapping the table and he's got a got a bad habit of doing that on, on whiteboards as well. So mm. um no, it's uh it's one that we we won't review too much from. Uh but we will uh we'll learn a few little lessons and, and hopefully play a little bit better against North Melbourne on Saturday night at Metricon.
3: Colin's in Carnegie, he's been waiting to have a chat to you. Colin, come on in.
7: How are you, Jack? Good Colin. How are you, mate? I'm a good, mate. I'm a mad tiger supporter. I'll give you a quick story about Bali. I got married in 2011 in, in, in Bali, in I'm um, in an elephant resort because I'm a mad um, elephant lover as well. And we got married on the Friday, but on the Saturday, I forced my wife, on our second wedding night, to go to um, um, Kurta to watch Richmond play Melbourne. End up getting totally pissed and ended up losing and um, got divorced six months
2: later. <laughs> 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 Not a great start there, Cole. <laughs>
3: we're sort of destined for failure based on that, wasn't it, really?
2: <laughs> and, Cole, you want to talk about Sydney stack, is that right?
7: Yeah, but one more thing, Jack. Um, I was in Cairns um, two years prior to that, or the year prior to that. and um,
2: You weren't um, getting married you in you Cairns again, were you?
7: <laughs> no, no you, got, you kicked 10 goals um, um, against Eagles, MCG. Next morning we got up and we were going to do some stuff, but Fox Footy had the replay on of the game that we watched the night before, so I stayed in bed and watched the game. We didn't do our Sunday um, activities. Um, and yeah, with Sydney Stack, what's wrong with Sydney Stack?
2: Well, nothing at the moment. Um, he was pretty close to selection uh, on the weekend. Um, it's probably finding the the spot to to play him. Really, so talented. Um, that it's it it's probably it's a double-edged sword in terms of we want to play him back we want to play him mid we want to play him forward but at the moment he's just not not playing as well as what we would like so he's um one thing that that Sydney does is he is a he is a very very good trier. he does he doesn't shirk it at any uh, any part of the game he's up here training really hard we've got about a group of. Um, eight to ten guys, Colin, that aren't playing that are up here, and, and he's one of those, but he's putting in some, some solid time on the on the training track, and he's not far away. Um, we would love to see him in the side. Um, I know the coach really wants to see him in the side, but it's also a bit of a learning curve for him as well to to find out what, what makes him a player. So mm. don't think you'll be waiting too long, Cole, to, to see Stacky back in the side. Um And and obviously, we already know what he can do as a player. Um, He's he's tough and and talented, and and he really suits that that brand of footy. So um, yeah, not long.
3: Appreciate your call, Cole, Sam, and Beric. Stay there. We'll get to you on the other side of this. Kane Lambert to join Jack at the hub next. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for SwinTopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Plus, we've got more of your text coming up after this.
1: On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Welcome back to
3: Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack's got a very special guest with him at the hub very shortly. But before we go any further, Sam's in Berwick, has been waiting patiently to have a chat to you. Sam, come on in.
7: G'day, guys. How you going?
2: Hey, Sam. How are you?
7: Thanks, Jack. Um, hey, Jack, uh, mate, I just wanted to just pass on my thoughts and prayers to Basho and his family, mate. Um, I've known Basho. Well, I knew Basho when he was a little kid because he used to be my ne- cousin's next-door neighbor back in the days So, um, and his family. So I just wanted to just pass, it, pass on my thoughts and prayers to him. If you um, can please, yeah, somehow pass it on to him as well, that would be great.
2: Yeah, Sam, look, I uh, really appreciate you. Yeah, really appreciate you calling in, mate. He um obviously he's put a statement out recently, um you know, yeah. his family's been affected by, by COVID nineteen and sort of puts it into perspective really that um we're we're sitting up here in a hub and, and people are at home but just trying to do their bit. Um but he's been directly affected. He, his his mum is uh is in ICU at the moment, which um you never want to see anyone in that uh I suppose in ICU and, and finding themselves in that situation, but the man that Basher is, he's um, he's put out a, a really good video message. So I do urge yep. um, fans, Richmond fans, anyone out there to to have a bit of a look at that on, online, and I'm sure we can get it up um, on SEN on as well about um, his message to to everyone out there in the in the current climate. So um, yeah, obviously all all the the, the prayers and, and best wishes are going. Back to Bashir, who's who's down in Melbourne still with his um, newborn son Muhammad. Um, so he's going through a lot of things at the moment, uh, and uh, some some good and unfortunately some bad as well. So um, no doubt that the club will support him. And, and by the sounds of Sam. As well, that the supporters are supporting him as well.
3: Well said, I reckon. Sam, thanks for your call. And as you say, Jack, we'll get that up on our Twitter feed very shortly, uh, our SEN Twitter feed, uh, Basher's video. So we're thinking of you, Basher, during this time. 0433 981116. Just before you welcome in your very special guest who's alongside you, there's a text here for you that says, Do you want some pizza from Tom? <laughs> but what Tom doesn't realise is that that's Tom Lynch and we've got his number saved in the system. <laughs> So the goose has just texted well, in and we can see that it's Tom Lynch.
2: Yeah, well, that's a great segue. That is a that is a very, very good segue, Jack. <laughs> and I am joined now in the hub by Kane Lambert. And my first question, Kane, was going to be, what is for dinner? Because you've been in there having dinner. I'm sitting out here on the patio and it smells good. Mm. Is it is it pizza?
8: Well, I think Tom might be saying that because Jack Graham and Dustin Martin have been lurking around the pizza oven all night.
2: So <laughs> we might be left with the salads, mate. Well, you wouldn't believe it, uh, we've rocked up to, to Hub Life and they've got a wood-fired pizza here and uh, our dietitian didn't get a chance to get a hold of the uh, meal plan for the first three days, so um, Marco, the chef here at uh, at our resort, um, he had free reign and, uh, and pizzas were, there were plenty of pizzas getting around and the coach put oh well the coach is telling me he can't get in because they're flooding in front of the pizza oven but it's uh, the boys the boys are wrapped with the food up here mate but um, thanks for joining me Kane it's uh, it's obviously your story's uh, uh, an interesting one and probably not the uh, the regular way that guys find themselves in the in the system do you want to give us just a little bit of backside on your journey and how you made it to to Richmond yeah no it hasn't
8: been a mainstream journey Jack it's um, it's been a little bit different I i come through the TSC Cup system as most of the boys do and I uh, missed out in, in that top age 18 year and probably at the back end of that year I've become a little bit disillusioned with footy and, and why I played the game. I probably defined success as being drafted and, and lost sight of uh, the pure reasons of the game and I actually come to the decision that I, w- I was going to take a break, I was going to have a year off, which was a bold move for an a 18-year-old kid who was who was heavily entrenched in, in, uh, in his footy and from there I probably just... Redefined why I play the game, and and being drafted become uh, secondary to me. I just wanted to enjoy my footy and spent three years at the Northern Blues or, or Northern Blance which was a nostalgic club for me growing up in Preston. And at the end of uh, 2013, I moved across to to Williamstown, who went standalone. So I wanted a real club, uh, local club feel and. End of that year, it, it all flipped around pretty quickly for me. I'd uh, hadn't spoken to Richmond or any clubs at all that year, and um, five minutes before the rookie draft, I was told I was going up to Townsville to join you in a, a little um, backpackers' room at about forty degrees heat and running all over Townsville. <laughs>
2: that was a that was a very interesting camp, that one. And one, one funny story that did come out of that camp is that we were rooming in a backpackers' accommodation, uh, not the same sort of digs that we find ourselves in now. And the club prankster Sean Hampson at the time went in and turned the thermostat up in the common room. So there was uh, we were split up into five teams and I think there might have been three teams sleeping on the floor in this common room and Townsville being already 30 degrees, the heater got turned up to 35 and... It's fair to say not many boys got sleep that night, did they? No,
8: they didn't. I, they didn't at all. I think I just remember all I got was the, um, the top bunk. That was the worst thing about being in that room. I think you and Ty got the double beds and I was on the top bunk, which was fine.
2: Let's be honest, mate. You could sleep in a chest of drawers. <laughs> uh, 100th game last week, mate. That's obviously a, a fantastic milestone for yourself. What, what does it mean to – and we've heard about your journey just before. What does it mean to play 100 games for, for the Tigers? Yeah, I think just
8: playing any game for the Tigers is a special one for me. But, you know, 100 games is probably more of a um, you know, reflection or achievement for the people who invested in me over a number of years. And that's probably what I learned with that year off. There was people in my life who probably cared about Kane Lambert, the footballer, and then there was people who came with Kane Lambert, the person. So it's those type of people who invested in me, you know, when things weren't going my way to to reward them with, with that sort of thing. So even more special at a club like Richmond. Uh,
2: you've, you've become a leader now at the at the Richmond Football Club. Not you know, an official leader, um, but I, but personally, I'm speaking, and, and I think you could ask any person that's involved in the football club. You're you're a real backbone player of of our organisation. Did you, do you see yourself falling into a leadership position like that, or do you feel it's just come sort of naturally and
8: organically for you? I think a little bit of both. You know, I've been in a fortunate position to be led by players like yourself and Koch and, you know, Rancy when he was here. So you learn a lot from these type of people from day in, day out. But I think the natural progression of a player who's, one, a little bit older but spent, you know, five or six years in the uh, in the system is that you start to develop your leadership. And, you know, I've probably developed a, a curiosity of who I am and what makes me me and got a deep understanding on the way I want to show up in this world. And, and from there, I, I can actually show some gratitude and empathy
2: and understanding of what makes other people tick as well if there is fans out there that want to have a chat to kane or want to flick a text in it's uh sorry 1300 736 736 to ring in or 0433 98 1116 to text your questions in to kane lambert who finished runner-up last year in
8: the Dye medal is that correct Uh, no not last year a couple years ago i was um yeah not, not as close
2: last year but that's right, last year didn't count anyway i finished fifteenth so i <laughs> think oh, i pressed you i got the got the nod that year um one thing that's uh become really prevalent in in the football club um and and, and obviously it shines through um and you're a real leader in the, in that area is uh the mindfulness mm-hmm. do, you, do you mind can you give us a layman's uh summary of of what mindfulness is and and Emma Murray, who's our mindfulness coach, what she she does for the boys.
8: Yeah, you know, I was probably under the impression that uh, mindset or or mental toughness was the ability to show resilience or physically push yourself to the limit. And 2017, I was introduced to Emma Murray, who's probably become one of the most influential figures in my career up until this date. And it was more about... um, becoming aware of my thoughts, accepting my thoughts, and then actually controlling them and and manipulating them. So for a player who'd been in the VFL system, been knocked back five or six years, I'd probably had this deep-seated conditioning that I wasn't up to the level. And, you know, when things got tough, I probably reverted back to, "Okay, I'm just a VFL player, I'm not up to this, I'm not worthy. And it was about changing that conditioning, and and Emma had done that for me. So there's a number of practices that that help with that, And, and part of that is actually meditating. So I'll meditate daily practice every morning and then um pre-games as well and there'll be times when i feel a little bit flustered or anxious anxious rather and i will meditate so that's become a a daily practice for me
2: and the meditating is is are we talking half an hour in the morning or are we just talking little five minute spurts or what what do you do whilst you're meditating is it i think people think meditating you've got to have cross-legged pose and you've got to have your, your your fingers out and whatnot what 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 do you do? Well, I can't cross my legs. My my hips <laughs> aren't good enough to cross my
8: legs. But um, now nah, I'm I'm a five to ten minute meditation in the morning. Um, you know, any longer and I'll, I'll probably struggle a little bit. When I do the ones with Emma, I can go for 20, 20 minutes, half an hour. But it's uh, you know probably more small doses for me. So I get um, a little bit agitated, as such. So I um, yeah keep it to five ten minute spurts.
2: Cool, mate. Um, now I want to I want to chat about obviously some of the highlights that that we've both lived and we've lived with the the Richmond faithful out there, 2000 and, uh, 2017, um, a really different year. I suppose it was obviously a successful year for, for us coming off the back of two, 2016. What, what did it mean to you to, to, to find success early in 2017 and then ultimately finish with the glory of, of winning a premiership? Yeah,
8: 2017 was an interesting year for me. I
2: I um I
8: wasn't selected early in the year. I come into the side probably without a real defined role and, and what it looked like for me. And I was probably almost one foot out the door when I got a call or got the opportunity to tag Sam Mitchell and performed that role, which kept me in the side for a few weeks as a as a tagger. And then it started to develop as a, a little bit more of an offensive role. So I probably didn't really feel like a, a constant regular to about halfway through that 17 season, but. I remember after the grand final feeling a little bit uncomfortable with, um, you know, premiership medal around my neck with the history of being knocked back and, and being a VFL player as such. So it actually took a little bit of while for me to, um, for it to sink in and, and to feel worthy of, of that medal. But um, it, was a, it was such a great ride. It was, it was obviously a really emotional time. But,
2: you know, we, we developed some great friendships and great memories of, of that year. Well, we are running out of time, but we have got one off the text line here. This comes from Sebastian... Who is the funniest player at the club? Funniest player? Well, there's a lot of players
8: who um, are unintentionally funny. Um, Camden McIntosh <laughs> is just... <laughs> I think we're going to get some real stories with him up here. He's become the supplies man, actually. I'm not sure how he does it, but there's some of the stories. He's you know He wants to put a high ropes course around the trees and all sorts of
2: things. So Can you enlighten the fans? So, so we were able to bring some items up here. I've got my golf clubs and my bike up here. Did you bring any luxury items up? No, nah, I didn't. No, nah, I'm, I'm not really into me golf, but I might take it up while we're here. Do you know what Camden wanted to bring up?
8: Well, all I know is that he now goes by the name of Scamden, so he's running a lot of scams,
2: but I don't know what he brought up. He, Camden McIntosh wanted to bring his Sig Weld welder up here. <laughs> I thought he might have brought his um, winch or something like that. but he, he has collected that much crap, Camden McIntosh. He's, he's scammed the blokes into <laughs> to getting a boat. Uh, fish, lips. Yeah, fish lips fish lips, which uh, doesn't look like it's seaworthy but somehow we've got five AFL footballers out there. Um, one question mate just to finish on at the moment we see a lot of opportunities in the midfield because of uh, injuries and, and players are getting their chance to, to come in. Jake Arts is a great example of that. Who's one for the, the Tiger fans out there that is an exciting player that we haven't seen yet. That you've seen on the train, a tra- training track, firsthand. That you think's going to be, maybe someone to watch for the for the Tiger Army.
8: Well, we've seen a little bit of him, but I don't think we've seen the best of him. And, and that's Shea Bolton. Yeah. yeah, I think that kid's got a huge amount of talent. Uh, he's still learning the game, but you know he's
2: going to he's going to really push on. I think Shea Bolton. There you go, fans. Uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, Shea Bolton. We saw some um, some really good highlights on the weekend for him getting a bit more midfield time due to some injuries as well so Thanks for joining us, Kane. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Do you Jack. want to give Spruce a little bit of a pump because you have got that off-field thing that you're doing at the
8: moment? Yeah, myself and Brody got a vintage clothing company called Spruce. That um, we're both recycled players as such, so we're we're, <laughs> we're getting rid of uh, some recycled clothes. But uh, hopefully, uh, when we get out of the hub, we can sort of progress that to um yeah you know, to the community
2: as well. So uh, one of the greatest scams of all time, Jack. They, oh, they yeah. buy secondhand clothes <laughs> and they upsell it about three hundred percent. To Richmond fans and fans all over the it's world. A, it's a very. That
8: Macintosh is not involved. Though.
3: Very, very good <laughs> business model, that one. Kane, thanks for being with us. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia. All the best parts of Swinburne University of Technology is brought to life in Pixels.
1: On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience.
5: I'm doing construction management, so that'll start in two weeks, which would be good. So it'd be good to sort of um, have something kick away
0: while, while we're up here. And yeah, I think it'd be good to get stuck into that. Tom
3: Lynch talking about his studies with Swinburne University. It's Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne's open world experience. Joining us now is Richmond's General Manager of Education, Shane Dunn. Shane, thanks for being with us. Good evening. Jack, Jack, good to be with
2: you both. Hello, Shane. How's uh, COVID treating yeah.
5: you? Oh, going okay, mate. Stuck, stuck at home, but um, doing doing well. I had a little one recently, so enjoying getting to spend a bit of time with him while, while at home working away.
2: Not getting much sleep, mate.
5: Oh, he's not. He's a good sleeper, actually. So uh, little Lewis, he'll be listening in
2: next door, no doubt. Lovely, mate. Uh, well, mate, you are the general manager of uh, Richmond Education, and we have got a fantastic relationship with Swinburne. Can you talk us through the uh, importance of education within the Richmond culture and obviously the the club values as well?
5: Yeah, I think it was it was really, um, footy clubs are great at developing young people, especially young athletes as they, they come into the system and um, you're probably a great poster boy for that, Jack, coming in and learning uh, not only to be a footballer, to be a man and, and clubs are really good at that and we get to do that now with women as well through the, the AFLW but we probably thought there might have been a gap in terms of developing the next, um, the next round of talent for off-field people. So we, we partnered with Swinburne and we looked at how could, we can grab those skill sets that the footy club's got around sport administration and so forth and partner with Swinburne who've got that technical academic side and we, we're really working together now to develop
2: um, on, off-field talent through our Richmond Institute um, of Sports Leadership, which I'm involved in. So there's some really great growth areas there. Um... How does that align with the the Swinburne University?
5: Yeah, so look, Swinburne they're, they're really about developing talent and young people, and it's probably very similar to us at the Footy Club. We we really believe that we we bring people in, and and they when they eventually leave us, they leave as better people. And I suppose that's Swinburne's philosophy as well, being an education institution. So really shared values from that point of view. But also we both believe that um, diversity, inclusion. And even reconciliation with with the First Australians is really important. So both of our organisations are really committed to that. So it works really well when we are working together on on initiatives like education and and research and a whole range of things.
2: And we heard Lynchy off the top there. He's uh, doing a construction course. Um, We've got some smart cats at the club and we've got some, I won't say, not so smart cats. But uh, is there any other players that are involved um, with education through Swinburne?
5: Yeah, I think Dave Asprey's been doing some courses. I know Mon Conti from our AFLW team's about to start and a whole range of people have been doing it over time. I think um, some of the boys who have have headed over and playing uh, college football in America now, actually, when they finished up at the club, went to Swinburne, was doing some study there and now they've transitioned that over into America and and doing great
2: things. Lovely.
3: Dunny, thanks for being with us. It's great to have you on and uh, the work that you and Swinburne and all of the footy club are doing together is fantastic. So thanks for sharing a bit of that with us this evening.
5: Have a good night. Thanks,
3: Jen. Up next, we'll talk to our two timing Tiger and we'll look ahead to this week's game on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia Swinburne's
1: Open World Experience.
2: And this world
1: in the eye of the tiger. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's Open World Experience. We're off and away in the first week of Jack Revolt's
3: Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne's open world experience. Before we finish up, it's time for our Tigers of Old where we catch up with Tiger greats, cult heroes
2: and in some cases, like tonight, Jack, two-timing Tigers. That's right, Jackie boy, a two-timing Tiger and we are joined by a man who was, well, he was a cult hero at Richmond uh, and that is Robin Nahas. Robin, how are you? Going on, pup. Good to hear from you, <laughs> pup. <he's> straight, away <laughs> the, straight away into the, straight away under the nicknames. Uh, well, welcome, Robin, to Tiger Time on uh, SEN. Now you played eighty-three games for the mighty Tigers between two thousand and nine to two thousand and thirteen. A hundred goals. That's not surprising. I didn't think you'd kick that many. But uh, mate, you were a pick in the rookie draft, and uh, and like the man we had on before, Kane Lambert. Richmond's had a lot of success in the rookie draft, mate. Well, first things first, what are you doing with yourself now? Um, first of all, thanks for having me,
0: Pop, again. No um, worries. What am I doing right now? I'm, doing, um, I'm working for a labour hire company called Phoenix. Um, I owned a beauty salon for about three years there, but that, that was a bit of hard work, so I got out of that, and now I'm working for a, for a mob called Phoenix. Actually, Yvonne Marich she's, uh, does a bit of PR for us as well, so keep
2: an eye Oh, that there you go. Tight. He was, uh, I don't think Van was doing that in, in a bit of the COVID break, went out and found himself a job with Phoenix, as you're saying, and I've got a feeling he's actually got a business card too. Um, well, my, Robin, I want to take you back to pr- a bit prior to to Richmond, uh, when you were playing for Port Melbourne under Gary Ayers, and we actually had a bit of a run-in, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, it was think- yourself, Daniel Connors, I think maybe Dean Polo might have been playing as well, but... I remember you boys telling me that you don't want me to get drafted and you hope that I stay in the VFL forever. So oh. it's pretty awkward when I moved to the Richmond and uh, you boys wouldn't talk to me for the first couple of months. <laughs> well, Daniel, 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 Connors, Daniel Connors told you not to talk to me. So the first few months were a bit icy.
2: Yeah, well, we tried as hard not to welcome you into the club. But no, it was very, very funny to get you in. And I can remember at Port Melbourne, I think it might have been in a final that Connors and I were... Yeah. We're getting involved in a little bit of verbal stoushing with you, mate. What what were your What were your first impressions walking in into Tigerland? Because you, like Kane, uh, were an overaged picker, someone who hadn't come through the normal draft system. What was it like walking into to Tigerland on on day one?
0: Well, it was pretty tough because my first day was Ben Cousins' first first training session. So there's five thousand people. I rocked up to training, so obviously it was pretty daunting being your first day anyway, but having that thrown, thrown as well, that was uh, quite difficult. So I was pretty nervous, obviously, coming in there, meeting a few of the players, and, you know, seen a bit of an aura around certain guys like Richo, not you, but most of the other players, and it was, um, yeah, real daunting, but it was, it was a great challenge, I was so excited. Um, but I was, in, I was in injury rehab at the start, so I didn't really get to do too much for the first couple of months.
2: And you played your f- you played your first game in 2009, mate, round two, um, against Geelong. Uh, we lost that game because uh, we weren't very good back in 2009. <laughs> what, um, what, what did it mean to you to, to finally get a game of AFL footy after obviously being knocked back at, at drafts and, and plying your trade at, at VFL level?
0: I was definitely very emotional. Um, something that, you've tried, that you've, just, you know, you've tried to do since you were what, four or five years old. Um, like you said, just kept getting knocked back. But finally to achieve it, um, obviously we didn't get the win, but yeah, it's something I'll always remember. I still remember my first disposal, so it's, uh, it's one of those things that I'm pretty sure I'll take to my grave.
2: Alright, Matt, who um, do you still have relationships or, or do you catch up with any of the guys that you, you played footy with, with the Tigers?
0: Oh, just a phone call here or there. I know everyone's pretty busy at the moment, you know, I'll speak to Koch every now and then. Um, I'll shoot, I'll te- uh, a message at Shane Edwards um, for text and and Dusty, I did with him and Luke McGuane about uh, three or four months ago before the COVID, actually longer than that, before the COVID stroke um, uh, struck. It was, uh, it was quite fun. So, yeah, I see the boys every now and then.
2: Now, we, we do know that you played for North Melbourne. And before we get your tip for the game, uh, are, are you playing football this year anywhere? Clearly, it's not up and going any, anymore. But if the season does start, where uh, where can we see Robin Nahas playing his trade?
0: So in the Eastern Footy League, I I coach North Ringwood, so um that's in Premier Division Eastern Footy League, but obviously this
2: year's it's done.
0: But um yeah, next year if you want to get down there, Pub have a look. Um I'll be down there, I'll be playing as well, so play a coach.
2: What's your uh, what's your philosophy on coaching are you a defensively minded coach? I <laughs> wouldn't have thought not,
0: so. Definitely not defensive, mate. All out attack. It's just trying to outscore the upper.
2: All right, well, let's get your tip for this week, mate. The Tigers are playing North Melbourne, where you did play 38 games oh. of footy. Uh, 35 games of footy, sorry. Um, who, who do you think's going to uh, going to win? And who do you reckon might line up on me?
0: <laughs> well, looking the way North are going at the moment, well, they've got four losses in a row, so um, they're not looking too good. But the Tigers seem to have got their mojo back, so I think the Tigers will, will get up in a real close one. Um, and who will take you? on? Robbie Tarrant will, will take you, mate, so it'll be a pretty good challenge for yourself, I think. He's going all right. And Have you kicked a goal this year yet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one a week for me, mate. I've got the big fella Tom Lynch playing next to me now, so uh, <laughs> don't have to kick goals anymore. Just got to uh, go out there and boss a few people around. That's my, uh, that's my job now.
0: You used to do that when I was playing, so nothing's really
2: changed, has it? No, nah, nothing has changed, mate. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> thanks for jumping on board, Robin. Really appreciate it. Great to hear you. And I'll leave you with a fun fact. Robin was uh, ranked 14 in the world in FIFA at some stage. So... He's getting the... lower. I love it. Yeah, yeah
0: definitely up.
2: <laughs> there you go, Jack. There's something that the Tiger fans won't oh, know about sen- Robin. But...
3: Sensational. Robin Nahas joining us uh, on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. Jack, just before we finish up, I did tell you that the hour would go very quickly. Uh, Trent Cochin, a chance at all this week? I
2: uh, don't think so.
3: David Asprey, the same. Or is he more likely? Um,
2: I think Asprey might be a chance. Um, it was looking probably like a four-week uh, recovery from from his knee injury. But um, from what I've seen up here, he's moving pretty well. Um, it'd be a great addition into that back line, which is looking strong. Mm. And one thing I'm looking forward to hearing from the fans next week, and we didn't get a chance to talk about him tonight, is I want to hear um, about Noah Bolter. He's, yes. he's a very young ta- a, a young talented player that reminds me a lot of Alex Rance and I want to hear what the fans love about Noah Bolter on next week's show
3: Superb Jack you've been a star we'll catch up with you next week good luck for the game coming up against the Kangaroos this weekend
2: Thanks Jack and go Tigers
3: Jack Revolts Tiger time for Swintopia Swinburne's open world experience it'll be all up on the podcast if you missed it very shortly and Tigers fans you'll get your chance next week to get in touch with Jack as well First serve a special two hour edition of the First serve with Brett Phillips coming up after this